When you're running your own business, you have to know all the stuff. You've got to know who to hire. You've got to know who to fire. You've got to know the vision. You've got to know the direction. You've got to know the strategy. You've got to know the product. You've got to generate sales. You've got to do all those things. No, what you got to do is get out of your own way. We're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about that with Grit next with Steve Walboat. This is a dash of grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. Now, podcasting from Spire to leaders in local communities like yours, here is Brian Leflock. And let's get cooking. Folks, I tell you what, sometimes we all know how hard it is to start. We all know how troubling it is to decide whether to keep going. We know all the struggles and all the grit that we have to do to to grind it out and get success. But man, sometimes we just get in our own way. And sometimes we just say, no, I can't do that. Or man, let's try this. And we know it's not going to work, but yet we keep on forcing ourselves through. And sometimes we just need someone to show us how to get out of our own way. And I'm excited for you to meet uh, the guest today on Dash of Grit. He's the president of MDG Flooring America. He's also the founder of the Executive Committee Mastermind Group, which is helping people to do just that. Uh, Get out, get started, but get out of your own way and let success happen. Dash of Grit followers and listeners meet Steve Wolbolt of MDG Flooring. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me on. Welcome to the show. I'm excited about this. The first time you and I met, I was like, this is a cat that I want to hang with. He's He's got a lot of, <laughs> of successful vision and a lot of uh, great ideas and and just a can-do attitude that I can't wait for people to uh, to learn from you, Steve. So thanks for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. So before we talk about struggles and getting out of way and grit, which is what this show is all about, let's talk about success. You have uh, generated some good amount of success, which is why I want to share the story with folks. But brag a little bit with you. What's so great about your life and MDG flooring and all the things that you've been able to do so far? Cool. Well, um, yeah, out of high school, I wasn't smart enough for college, so didn't go to college at all. Uh, Started in corporate America at 18 years old. And at that point, uh, you know, I started a full-time job. I was, uh, I didn't want to work, you know, I wanted to party and and hang out and, uh, yeah, work was secondary to me. So after I learned, you know, I had a good mentor, that was the key to it. I had a good mentor. I worked for our store manager at the time and, uh, was telling me about the, the growth that our company's having. And, you know, eventually I had to figure out my life <laughs> mm. and, you know, that was 2004. I started with that company, and I was with them for for just over 12 years. Mm-hmm. All right, and yeah, I left there in 2016 and partnered with my cousin Don Green at MDG Flooring America. And the reason I left corporate America was because as I grew, you know, I was a youngest store manager of the company. Then four years later, became a district manager, and in 2015, I won district manager of the year award which was all cool. Super like, you know, I I wanted to win that. That was a goal of mine big time, but you know, it got to the point where I had 15 locations I'm managing and I couldn't make decisions anymore. You know, our founders of our company were retiring as you grow and you get bigger, you sometimes lose your core values of who the company was built upon. Hmm. And at that point, we're basically like a number and, and just kind of robots for the, for the company, which that doesn't work for me very well. I like innovating. I like taking care of my team. You know, I, I've a servant leadership model that, you know, I need them more than they need me. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point, I just got fed up with it and like, okay, I won this award. What was next? There was really nothing else there that was next for me. It wasn't as rewarding as I thought maybe it would be. 
Um, so I'm like, I'm looking to go out on my own. And that's where Don and I started talking, you know, for MDG Flooring America, founded in 2001, we're at our 20 year anniversary. Fantastic. Um, yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. And so I bought in with Donnie back in 2016. Well, my uncle founded MDG back in 01, but in 07, he uh, had a bad car accident, which left him with some brain damage. He's still with us today. He's good. He's in a home. And, uh, you know, my aunt and my cousin had to step up and take over this company with really, they knew flooring inside and out, but no business mindset, basically. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I learned through corporate America and my journey there was the business mindset part. Um, Figured out we were a very, very good partnership because we are total opposites, which was, uh, you know, you don't even realize it then, but that actually makes a really good partnership. Yep. And uh, yeah, here we are today, five years later. And, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing what has happened in the last five years. Yeah. And, and, and give us a, a sense of that. I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard <laughs> for entrepreneurs and business leaders to, to brag about themselves, but where does sure. MDG flooring, what, what's the, what's the hook there? Why am I excited about MDG flooring? And I am, you know, what's so special about it? Why are you so proud of it? Well, I'm super proud. One, you, you continue your family legacy, I think is one of the most mm. impactful things we've ever done. Uh, two, you've taken a, uh, a, a struggling company and turned it into a household brand in, in our area, Medina County. And it took a lot of mindset shifts uh, for not only myself, but for Donnie and our team. You know, as a family company, you hire for a person a lot of times and not a position. Well, in corporate America, you don't have that. So I come in guns drawn and I'm changing all this up. We're losing people, including family. And, uh, yeah, it was not all fun and games. There was a point where Don and I are working, you know, 80, 90 hour weeks to keep this thing survive. Cause we got to figure out how we're going to make payroll, uh, how we're going to pay the vendors. Uh, it's super tough. We had, we put ourselves on the back burner for payroll a few times. Yeah. We had to. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. and then here we are today. Um, you know, we're hiring like crazy Yep. and it's, it just, it's super rewarding to see where we're at. And quite frankly, it wasn't me. None of it was me. It's getting the right people in the right place. Yeah. And, and, and that goes back into the, the corporate mindset. I'm wondering if we can, let's, let's go back and, sure. and talk about, about some of those changes. And I, and I want to talk about, um, I, I have all kinds of questions. I'll start with this one, though. I heard you say, I won the award, and then I won the next award. And then I looked out and went, now what? And I think that happens to a lot of success-minded people. We think the next thing is going to be the thing that makes our life perfect. It makes us success. And we yep. realize that that's not it. How did you realize that that wasn't it? What did that feel like when you said, okay, I've reached the top. Oh crap. This isn't so, this isn't what I wanted. What was that like? It, you know, it was actually, um, I had to take a step back and really, really do some soul searching for myself. Yeah. Cause I fought for this for years you know, okay, I get to walk across the stage. Great. But after that, there's nothing. It was just, it was routine for the company. That's what they did. And I get it. You need, you need that to, to, to keep people motivated to a certain extent, but you know, you win that award, but to me, winning that award should mean even more than what it really did. You know, unfortunately, some of my decisions weren't made. I I was forced by my uh, boss at the time to do certain things. And quite frankly, we could have done a lot more. Uh, you know, I like to get people, you know, to I, I respect them as much as they respect me. Mm-hmm. And 
lot of these corporations and they they look at just the bottom dollar. They could care less. All they want is the bottom dollar. You know, that was getting to the point where, nope, I don't care. Your store manager needs to work on Fourth of July open to close. No way. I'm not doing that. I'll put my foot down. And we started creating things in our own little world because I had the respect for them. Like they went to war for me because I went to war for them. And, uh, you know, like, guys, I will never expect this out of you. So get my back. I'll get your back. And let's let's push through that. So, you know, the award really didn't mean what it used to be years ago for the company, if that makes sense. So it was about the company had had lost its vision for the award, which means that the path wasn't there for you to be successful. Because one of the things that I think about, and I, I interview a lot of folks, corporate America isn't all bad. Not at all. It's just not, not at all. right for everyone. If you'd have stuck that out, and if you'd have said, no, I, I get it, what would that look like today? Who would be better off? Would corporate America be better off because you gave it all? Would you be better off because you just kept going and you've earned lots of awards? I know where you're at now and get to it next, but I'm interested yeah. in what that intersection could have been so, had you, you stuck know what? it through. I, I don't think it'd be benefit for either one of us because I would continue to push the limit mm-hmm. and, you know, backlash and all that. And unfortunately their world, their new world they were creating, they didn't want that. They, here's the process procedure. And I respect that wholeheartedly. That's what you get in, in, in the world we live in. If you're not the owner, here's your process. You want to work for somebody, you have to follow. But at the end of the day, this is where I have shifted my mindset. The best ideas doesn't come from the top. A lot of times it comes from the, the, your, your people in the field, in the trenches. So like today for MDG, we're actually making some more moves again, creating a couple more positions. The cool part is, guess what? I'm not dictating who does what. We're having a company meeting with our leadership team. I want their feedback. I want their ideas with our HR uh, department, with our sales, with our operations, with our install team. Because just because it makes sense to me on paper doesn't mean it's going to work in the field. And I'm not going to be that guy to start upsetting my team after they go to war for us every single day. You know, now, is that something? Is that something that was was bred into you from the corporate world or before the corporate world? Is it something you learned you didn't want to do, or something you learned you could do in this new entrepreneurial role? I think I learned it because I thought I had a lot of ideas to bring to the table, and again, my ideas aren't always the best. Yeah, but they weren't heard. Yeah. So I would never want someone to feel that way, and that I think today is. Really, it actually helped me more than than hurt me going through that and, f- and feeling that inside like, man, you know what? I I have some good ideas. And if they don't work, let's talk about them. I, you know, hey, I'm all for no, but let's talk about why it's no. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not just cut me off or or don't listen at all. And we will never do that today. Yeah. And that's one thing. It goes back to like our core values, who we are as a company. Uh, we will never lose that model. And so what was the, as you, you had that, that epiphany and you said, I've got to do something different and I've got to break it off. How did you make the decision? Because a lot of our listeners are in the same spot. They're stuck in a corporate world, yeah. wishing they were over there. Can't figure out how to, because that's a help. I, I got to assume they were paying you right and paying you well to earn the awards. And, well. and you Very have to well. say no to benefits and you have to step out on your own. What was that decision like to say, no, I've got to do this and here's what I'm giving up and here's where I'm going after. Walk me through that. So I think for every person thinking about going out on their own or taking that entrepreneur journey, they're always looking for the right time. There is no right time. Thank you. There's no right time. And, you know, the, here's the best way I put it. 
uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine about it. Like you're, you're very well known in corporate world, what he does. If you leave, you don't think, especially the world we live in, everybody's hiring. If you fail, which I've never heard someone fail yet doing this. If you fail, you don't think your, your previous company is not going to hire you back or a company in that field, maybe even pay you more or take better care of you. Mm. Like what, what's the reality? Give it 90 days. If it doesn't work out, then go back. So yeah, maybe in 90 days, it, it, it hurts you a little bit financially, but I'd rather have that 90 day chance than rather at 65 years old and they're in verge of retirement going, oh, what if? We're not guaranteed retirement. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So why aren't we building a lifestyle today? You know, I hear always, Bob, put in your 401k, do this. Well, what about today too? What about today? I enjoy like work is a passion of mine because it's not work anymore. And it's really refreshing that I would say most of our team today, man, they go, it, it's just, it's a cool, it's a cool feeling that they want to come in. They want to help. They want to make an impact. And in return, we help provide them a future. You know, I'm big, big on the loyalty and promoting from within and giving mm-hmm. them a future. Mm-hmm. And that's my that responsibility. Up. But Steve, I'm going to argue with you because I've got a yeah. wife who expects me to do great things. And I leave in the morning with my briefcase and I come home with a smile on my face saying everything's great. And I've got a mortgage to pay and I've got kids to go through school and I mm-hmm. just can't take that leap. And you're telling me I can help me help me with that bridge. Get me to where you are. So let's take away the financial aspect for just a quick minute. I hear a lot of people, they grind it out. There's small business owners. Oh, yeah, I, I work this many hours, but I make a lot of money. Well, what are you making all that money for if you can't go spend it with your family, do things you like? Like how many of these people are missing out on their kids' sports or on mm-hmm. family functions because they want or either they have to ask off or they can't because they're too busy? You know, and I look at that like you're if you're not willing to take a risk to. Yeah, I'm all for providing for your family because that's that's one of my motivating things. But I think providing for your ha- family is two different parts. Yeah. It's being there for them and financially for them. You know, I think a lot of people grade success on how much money you make. But I also grade it on are you, you truly ha- are financially free and meaning you can go work down in Florida if you want, or you can go take a vacation with your family without having to worry. You know, there's, there's ways, different ways to look at it too. Uh, as far as the financial side, yeah, I, I won't tell anybody if they're like, uh, you know, if they got a family uh, and they're on truly their last dollar, maybe find a good equity partner to partner with. I don't know. Mm. But at the end but of the day, it. make it smart. Maybe here's the thing, save up a couple months of expenses and get out and do it. But the problem is a lot of people do not they don't go all in. They they research stuff and they basically, you know, they only get to the surface. They don't get into details of what truly makes them successful. And I was going to ask this later, but I want to ask it now since I think this is where we are. Is that what you mean by getting out of your own way? We talk about the mastermind group and the 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 executive committee mastermind group and how to help people get out of their own way. Is that what you're talking about or is it something else? Uh, to, it's a little bit both. So yeah. like, you know, I think, again, as business owners, we want to feel very important, you know, that pride aspect of it. But the most successful businesses, their owner, uh, the company will run without them. And what I mean by that is I'm a, I don't know everything. And one, I don't claim to, you know, five years ago, I used to kind of be embarrassed because I didn't, I didn't know much about flooring. So I kind of BS my way through some of the stuff. And now I envy it. I go to, you know, when I met you, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know nothing about flooring. 
Yeah. But if you need to learn something on that, I got an awesome team. I can get you to the right guy. Yeah. And I do that with everything. You know, we're talking about marketing. Yep. I I don't market. I outsource it to somebody that is. And I think our HR, I outsource it. Uh, Literally everything we do, we find a way to either A, invest in bringing somebody on or B, as a small business, invest in a third party and outsource it. And a lot of people think that's an expense. It's only an expense if it doesn't free your time and let you focus on what you're, A, I think the most important is what you're passionate about and B, revenue generating activities. You know, a a small business owner should not be doing bookkeeping. Hmm. Should not be. There's third party companies out there. You don't have to hire a full-time person in-house. Let them handle your bookkeeping. You focus on generating revenue. Get it, getting out of your own way. Getting out of your own way, and but but, how do you decide which of those things to pass off? You have to maintain culture in your company. Mm-hmm. You have to maintain goals and vision and plan. And yet, you're talking about bringing other people in. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you how do you make those good decisions without screwing that up? Well, you, one, you got to simply interview them. Two, sure. it's a follow up process. You know, I, everything we do in any of my companies, we have KPIs, key performance indicators. What that means is you're measuring your performance on data and not drama, not emotion, not nothing. Here's the simple data. Data and not drama. I have not heard that before. I like that. A mentor of mine. I like that. that. It's it's truly life-changing. Oh man. Yeah. So you know, like our sales manager, she uh, has a meeting with her team each morning for five, 10 minutes. Guess what? That does. It loses the micromanage aspect of it. She's not over their shoulder. She's allowing them to be, to do their job the rest of the day. And here's your, your metrics to measure how successful you were the previous day or the week. Um, We talk once a week, we go through it on a weekly basis. So guess what? I am not over her shoulder or getting in her way (laughs) on what she's uh, good at. Let her do her thing. And we talk about it on a weekly basis. And I think the structure is a huge part. So even if you outsource to a third party, you still have to have that structure. Follow up a routine meeting, whether it's weekly, daily, monthly. I mean, that's ultimately the entrepreneur's uh, decision, what they feel is right for their company. But that company needs uh, metrics, too that to fit your business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of it is we, a lot of companies don't have process procedures. Okay. For, for to get ones. those things done. I, yeah. I, I think one of the hardest things about outsourcing and, and I learned it as a manager and I wasn't very good at managing because I would give you the job to do. And then I would micromanage you to make sure you were doing it the way that I wanted it to be done. I, so I wasn't actually outsourcing. I was just adding to my troubles. You're running around putting out fires, right? But in theory, you're actually running around starting the starting fire them. that you're putting it out. Yes. And paying yeah. somebody to watch me do it. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> doubling doubling the workload while overwhelming yourself and, quite frankly, pissing off that other person. And so the key is to hire the right people, outsource to the right people, and then let them do their thing and earn yeah. their keep so that you can do yours. Now, I'm interested in uh, the, the transition from the corporate world with this mindset to a new a family-owned organization that you're buying into, radically different approaches. You mentioned that it was they were very much into flooring. Talk to me about the challenges that it took to take the business from where it was to where it is now and the switches and cultures and shifts that you yeah. had to make. 
Um, I think at, I, I personally made a lot of the mistakes that I learned from, you know, back in 2016, 2017, because I was too corporate of a mindset, you know, didn't have mm. any, um, didn't understand, didn't want to understand where they were coming from. And no, I was doing what I hated. Nope. This is the way we're doing it. This is how we're doing it. And, uh, I, I'm turning into the person that I promised myself I'd never be kind of the only thing you ever knew. Yeah. 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 And, uh, after, unfortunately we did lose a couple family members, uh, because they weren't putting up with it. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm stuck over here. They're stuck over here and we don't, we're not even willing to try and find a middle ground. I look back, you know, there's a lot of things I could have done differently. I would hope if my mindset was changed, they would have at least attempted there. Maybe there's things we could have done differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, but regardless, I take it as a learning experience. And now, you know, even though we're a family company, I don't promote that because not everybody's family that works for us. Hmm. So we're a company That's with family values, a company with family values, because as we grow, I don't want to segregate somebody that's not family. I don't care. They're family to us. You work for our team. You are family. Mm -hmm. You get just as much treatment as the next person. Like we're not playing pick and choose. For for example, my mother works here. Hmm. That's what hmm. it, when we're at work, she uh, she's not my if mom. She doesn't hit her KPIs. Uh, we uh, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> that's another show. I bet <laughs> we've been there. Um, and it's cool because that's a commitment we made to each other is, yeah. uh, Hey, family or not, we're family when we leave the door at the end of the day, mm -hmm. but while we're here, we're coworkers. And, uh, once you set that expectation up front, it's, it can get tough. There's no doubt about it. It's still mentally tough, but if you commit to that, it's it's truly life changing for all parties involved, and it makes the rest of the team feel like they are truly part of this family, which, in my opinion, they truly are. And so now that you have developed this culture and have developed this this mindset of of excellence and family oriented uh, operations, what's next, either for MDG Flooring or for the uh, the 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 uh, I lost the name of it. Sorry, the Executive Committee Mastermind Group. I like mm -hmm. to talk about grit as something that we just can't go on the road without. We've got to have it. We have to expect the challenges and the hurdles. We got to be ready sure. to dig deep. What are you digging deep for next? What, the, what are the hurdles you see in your way coming up? So I'll break it down in two. I'll talk about MDG and then I'll talk about executive committee. Um, you know, my time today is better served as a visionary for our company, meaning I continue to innovate, continue to, to, to basically expand my mindset to bring good ideas to our company. Um, I have an amazing team of operators that take those ideas and implement them. They basically, it's a, it's a joke around here. Like they don't want me here. Yeah. Like, nope, nope, nope. We got yeah. this. Get out of here. Cause I do, I tend to, I step on my own foot, get in their way. Yeah. And, uh, so on MDG, we're expanding into kitchen and bath. Part of that hurdle is workforce. It's uh, you're building a whole new brand again. Yep. And uh, we're starting the way we did 2016, but we actually are light years ahead because we have already outsourced uh, some of the stuff and hired an a, an a player that partnered with us that does the day to day, which I got the my team can my entire back uh, back end team can handle the entire operation. He just needs to be the a face of it. He doesn't have to worry about paying a bill, marketing, nothing. And he was a small business owner. So he's a guy going home at night, seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night doing bills. 
you know, he finishes the job. I got to grind it out to find another job. He doesn't have any lead gen. He doesn't have a yeah. CRM system. And uh, now he's like, man, this is like vacation. I have an opportunity to make more. It's a win-win. Yeah. Um, so for MDG, that's that's our next step. And the, I think the biggest hurdle is since you're adding more people, you got to make sure you never lose your culture. Because as you grow, culture can get diluted. So our commitment is every meeting we have, we, we tell a core, uh, a core value story. It could be something simple. Like, for example, our first one's uh, family. And, uh, you know, you could it doesn't have to be a, by blood. It could be our company family, our team family. It'd be something simple like that. Uh, so it keeps the content consistent and going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's on the MDG side. And it's the hiring, too. We've actually created a position called installer training manager because the way the world's going, trades are very tough. So guess what? We had to pivot and now we got to be creative and not just put uh, wanted ads for people. Everyone's doing it. Gosh. Go up and down Medina County on Pearl Road. Everybody's hiring with the sign on. Steve, bonus. I just wrote a post about it 20 seconds before we, we started. That said <laughs> on the way home, I saw this sign that said now hiring. That side said now hiring. This sign said apply today. Four more said the same thing. Folks, we got to do better. It's, it's a hard thing to hire people. You can't just throw up the same now hiring sign. Dude, and I also think you're pissing your team off too when you're yeah. saying sign on bonus. What about the workers that are there yeah. today? The ones that stuck with you that didn't take the fancy job next door. I will refuse that till. I, Good for you. I, and guess what? What we've created is a referral program for our current members. If you refer somebody to us, they come on and work for us and they laugh. I think it's six months. I can't remember. 90 days or six months. Um, well, I've talked to our HR guy. Again, I outsource it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our our current team members get get gets the bonus, not the new person. Good. How, that's not that's not fair, in my opinion. They've been with us, the loyalty and all that. I think we're kind of backwards on that, in my opinion, uh, for what it's worth. And honestly, we are creating a secession plan of building future installers by creating this new position that that's most right business owners would think is an expense hmm. telling you it's not an expense it's depending expense. on your industry that's an investment yep. it's it investment takes money to make money doesn't it You've, absolutely yep. yep and it doesn't have to be you know you don't have to spend like crazy or have big huge no. marketing budgets you've got to be willing to make the investment in your company yeah and in your if people i can give one advice to a new business owner a new entrepreneur because it we we do in our area we have a lot of uh one and two man shows uh your first hire should be an assistant. Take mm. off all the busy work that they probably hate and is not revenue generating. Because the reality is, you know, people think, okay, if I got to pay an assistant 30, 40, 50 grand. Well, the reality is that's not a 30, 40, 50 grand investment. You should see the return after month two. So it could be mm. a mm. three to six to, you know, whatever, call it a $6,000 investment. Never thought about that. it like that. Okay. Break it down. Break it down. Start seeing my return right away. Reverse engineer this. So your investment mm. is six grand rather than we have yeah. in our mind 50 grand or 40 grand, whatever it is. That's almost the loser mentality, isn't it? I know I'm going Pretty to spend grand. 50 instead of I'm going to invest six because it's yeah. going to come around. That's the the winning mentality is, okay, I'm, I'm only looking at six grand here. Everything else is is profit. Exactly. Interesting. Tell me about the mastermind group. What's the hurdle there? Uh, the hurdle there is as we're launching it to keep the integrity of our group, we want to 
I think this brings me the most purpose and value for my journey I've been through is to help people be better than I ever was and make sure they get through those hurdles that I had to face the tough way and sometimes the costly uh, way um, is finding the, the people that truly want it. Because if we're creating a group, there's a lot of masterminds that they don't care. If you sign up, they want you part of it because they're making money. It's money. I don't want that. The money's the secondary part. The money keeps the integrity of the group and it helps us, you know, cover the the expenses. But part of that is we need to make sure we're vetting the people that come into the group. Yeah. That they here's the thing. A it's part culture. of a mastermind, it's not a magic pill that you sign up for and it fixes all your problems. You put in, you'll get out what you put into it. Mm-hmm. And there's other people that we want our members to be able to bring value to not just take, take, take. I'm a very giver mentality. So give more than you take. Mm-hmm. And and that's our hurdle there is just making sure as that grows, how do we truly vet every member of our, of our community? Cause yeah, you, I, you want to build a, you know, I don't always have the best answer. I get people all the time on social media. Can I take you for coffee? Can I pick your brain? Yeah. And unfortunately today, I, I can't do that, but what I can is continue to put content out on my social media that they can watch. And if they want more formal uh, mentoring or co- I don't even call it coaching, but being part of a community, uh, it's an investment and it, it shows they are investing in themselves. They truly want it. They care. And quite frankly, I don't have all the answers. The community does. Yep. That's why it's a mastermind group. That's the idea yeah. behind it. I've got a really big question to ask you, but I'm going to hold it for one second. The first thing <laughs> I'm going to do, Steve, is is ask you the folks that want to know about more about mastermind, about MDG flooring, or even just to talk to you for entrepreneur to entrepreneur. How would they get a hold of you if they wanted to? The easiest way right now is send me a message on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. It's my name, Stephen Wobble. Send me a message. Fantastic. And, and I'm, I'm, I know you'd be thrilled to talk to those folks and, and help them yeah. out in any way. The second thing I want to do is give a quick plug for my company, Spire Marketing. You brought up the idea of outsourcing and marketing, and I brought up the idea of, of outsourcing and letting someone do it. A lot of marketing companies, I've seen it before. In fact, we were one for a while. Uh, yeah. What would you like done? Now, do you like what we did? What should we do next? We learned quickly that our customers want us to know where we're going, but then to drive them and get it there. And so yep. what, what we've uh, learned is something that if, if you're a business owner that, that needs someone on your team to get you to the next level, that wants to be on the ground floor of understanding the strategy and, and where to, what needs to happen to get you there, but then you just want them to do it. That's the kind of company we are. And so if you're looking for a marketing company like that, uh, to maybe to add some sizzle to your team, we are Spire Marketing. You can find us at spiread.com. I am Brian Leffelock. I'm director of sales, and I'm here to do the, the podcast, but I have one big question. I can't wait for the answer here. Steve, are you better than anyone else? You've accomplished a lot. You, st- you you were not smart enough to get into school. You said that. I didn't say that. You did all these things. And now I see what you're doing and you make it look so easy. Can anyone do it? Or are you? do you have some kind of secret sauce? What's different between you and someone else? I wish I had some secret sauce or some fancy thing. I, I'm, I'm a kid that barely made it out of high school, uh, didn't get the best grades. Uh, the difference of me and anybody else is I just took action. And quite frankly, if I can do it, truly anybody can. Um, I, the biggest, how do I, let me, let me back up here. There's a lot of people that want to leave their job or want to make a change in their life. They do so much research. They confuse themselves. Mm 
They confuse mm. themselves. They learn so talk much. themselves out of it, don't they? Talk themselves out of it. You know, if I would have known everything back then, I probably would still be in corporate America. Yeah. Just take take an opportunity. If you're going to bet on somebody, why wouldn't you bet on yourself? I promise if I can do it, anybody can. I just learned to get out of my own way, outsource where I need to, and focus at the things I'm good at. That's why I couldn't wait to ask that last question because I knew that was going to be the answer. Just get out there and do it and uh, and don't let anybody else. There's no you. right time, man. I promise there is no right time. Just Thank make, you, Steve. Make the jump. I appreciate your being on the show and so do the listeners. I appreciate your spirit and your entrepreneurial go get them and your vulnerability to know what you can and can't do. And the fact that if you can't do it, you'll find somebody that can do it for you. And so Absolutely. congratulations. Folks, this is Dash of Grit. Thank you to Steve Walboat from MDG Flooring and good luck with the Executive Committee Mastermind Group. Folks, look him up online for that and uh, and we'll see where the future takes, takes him there. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. This is Dash of Grit, folks. We do this once a week. I had a blast on this show and I hope you did too. And if you liked this one, there's lots more where that came from and there's lots more to come. So until then, stay gritty and win the day. This is a Dash of Grit. Recipes for success from courageous leaders who overcome challenges and build great things. 